Quiet on the set, quiet on the set. People let me tell you about my best friend. She's a warm-hearted person who loves you to the end. Now that's my best friend. My best friend finna. She finna. She finna. Best friend won't you. Best friend won't you. Welcome back to another episode of the... Oh, damn. I was about to say it wrong. You was about to say it wrong. Okay, thanks for rolling the surprise. This is actually Conversations with Carlos, but I have a special guest in the building tonight. You know her. You love her. You former host, former co-host of the POP podcast. Give it up for the Dusty Boots. <laughs> Yay, I'm back. Thanks for inviting me. Um, it's your girl, Christy, and happy to be back to support my very closest platonic life partner in his new podcast yeah do you know quarantine edition quarantine edition do you know what it is no what what is what um this episode is episode it's the anniversary well isn't this supposed to be the anniversary of our last show of the the, the plp podcast yeah i'm about to pour a little liquor it's the one year anniversary the final episode of what many have called many have called the greatest podcast to ever exist. Yeah. The PLP podcast. And yes. many have said that. Many have said it. Well, that's great. That's great. You know, it's they're, they're speaking the truth right there. So it was just great to be part of something so groundbreaking and um, meaningful to various well, populations. Change the game. A revolutionary podcast. Change the Indeed. game. Indeed. Indeed. Change the game. And left us too soon. Well, you know, they always leave us the, the good, good things. Good people always leave us too soon. Mm-hmm. So. Rest in peace, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you say you are. I always ask this because for everybody who's on the show for the first time, what's going on? We know we stood in the time of COVID. What is going on? How are you handling the quarantine? Any quarantine stories? Also, kept, catch the people up. It's been one year since they heard your voice. What is going on in the world of the great and powerful Christy? not a lot I'm still uh, in a relationship no kids so I'm in a dual income no kid partnership Uh, still have the same job um, and still on quarantine like the rest of y'all I think I don't think I shared I don't think anybody ever saw my picture like I don't think we ever posted pictures on the Instagram site but about a year ago yeah about a year ago i started to comb my locks out so i combed all my locks out but then i locked them back up i locked my hair back up a couple months later so mm-hmm. my hair is shorter but i'm growing my locks back so i'm excited about that but you know the biggest thing on everybody's mind is like you said coronavirus and the quarantine and as an introvert like I'm thriving and I am embracing the new normal. Like I don't mind not going into the office. Um, you know, I can do everything by phone and computer. Like I, this is like ideal for me. I think the worst part is just, you know, not being able to go to stores and waiting in line, like waiting outside to go to the liquor store, to the grocery store. That's crazy. But I understand, you know, it's for public safety, public health and however long we need to do it. I'm all for it. Um, so, you know, despite the circumstances, it's been like an easy adjustment for me 
I like it. I feel like I have more time. Like I'm exercising more and just enjoying life. I mean, everything's everything's good, thankfully. You know, my family hasn't really been affected by this, so just really thankful. That's about it. I think you're the only person in the quarantine that lost weight. Yes. Yes. Well, most of it came off right before quarantine. So like, oh, that's that's another thing. Yeah, I lost about 12 pounds. Um, from the beginning of the year, I got a little bigger than I like to be, so I had lost weight, and then I'm just keeping keeping on that track, like doing something every single day. I, I ain't got nothing but time, so whether it's in the house or just going out around the neighborhood um, or to a park, like that's that's what I do. So just staying active and just trying to take advantage of it. Mm. You know, the well, extra my, time that I have. My fat ass definitely gained all that weight you lost. I'm up in the super heavyweight was, division now. How much you weigh? Oh, super heavyweight. I don't even want to tell you. You ain't gonna believe me. I mean, granted, I'm six nine. Everybody know I'm six nine, but I'm up to two thirty. I'm six nine, two thirty now. So now that I look fat. I used to be six. No. I used to be six nine about two fifteen, but I'm two thirty now. All gut. All gut. Two thirty. So what you gained? What like fifteen pounds? Yep. I More like eleven or twelve. Good. I was, but. It just got lazy, and it has been nice outside. So I haven't been able to like really get out and do nothing. Yeah, but you know what? Also, like with this quarantine, I have been, you know, drinking a little bit more than I would normally. Like not going out out of the box crazy, but definitely been drinking and like eating, you know, my little comfort foods and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I guess in a way, I am affected by it because I'm definitely going for my chocolates and my grilled cheese and and all that type of stuff. Um, But still, you know, trying to balance it with working out. But some people, you know, they don't react that way. So I can see how you might, you know, be indulging and gaining weight. No, but I'm honestly, I'm not already indulging. Like when I when it first started, I was like drinking like every day because it was kind of like it was vacation, right? Because it was like, okay, you still got to go to work, but you work from home, so right. If you had like a little afternoon cocktail, wasn't no big whip, wasn't no thing like that. So the first couple of weeks, I was doing that, but that got kind of like. Not, I don't want to say boring, but it kind of got like, all right, this is too much. And I haven't really been drinking as much lately. I barely even drink now. I might drink um, on the weekend, maybe like if we having like a Zoom happy hour or like if they having one of those uh, I, I, Instagram battles versus battles, I have a little cocktail because, you know, me and the homies are cut up on the um, group me, but I haven't really been drinking. I just really? think it's just, yeah, I think it's just mainly been just kind of not being active at all like when I had to go to work or when I went to the office I, I still had to like get to the office so the walk mm-hmm. uh, to the subway the walk through the subway system when I was at all when back then when I was working in the office it was more getting up throughout the day you know walking right the incidental you, yeah, walking not just yeah. sitting at your desk all day but now I pretty much go into my office at home and I'm in there almost the entire day I don't even sometimes I don't even think to take my lunch or if I do take my lunch it's just to grab my snack and then watch some TV. So I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not as getting as active. So I need to just kind of, you know, reset my body and get get back right. Because I hopefully this will get we will get some summer. And I do plan on being on the beach and I can't be looking like no big whale and no fat shaming, no fat shaming. No, I definitely, you know, 
take advantage of this time right now because when it go when you go back to work, which isn't going to be anytime soon, you're just going to go back into the rat race again, and you're not going to feel like working out like after work or early in the morning. So, if you can squeeze it in on your lunch break, do it. But then also, don't you know? If we were at work, we wouldn't be chained to our desk anyway. So if you're at home, it doesn't mean you have to be in the house all day. Not in my opinion. Like go outside for a walk, you know, on your lunch break or whatever that looks like. And then I also, I honestly don't think anybody's going to be at the beach this summer. And if you are, it's not going to be what you think. Because I think like in California, they were saying people can go to the beach, but you can't sunbathe. You can walk on the beach, you know, but you can't be hanging around in big groups. Oh, you can't just like linger and just chill? No, you got to keep it moving. It said you got to keep moving. So it's like, well, why even go to the beach if I just got to walk the whole time? Shout out to Swift. yeah, but it's it's not safe, and I don't think people are really taking it seriously. Like, this stuff is not going to be over in two months, you know. It could be another two years where our lives are going to be dr- dramatically different, and we might as well just adjust and do what we have to do so it gets behind us quicker. So I should cancel my trip to Miami? Is that what you're telling me? Boy, yes. And then these states that are trying to, you know, reopen early – they're already seeing spikes in cases. So y'all letting people go back to semi-normal, but you're still getting new infections every day. So that means you're going to have a lot more people sicker and y'all, and, and you might have to start from scratch again and be on lockdown. So you might as well, you know, just lock down right now and then hope that we can have a summer next year. Hey, hey, damn, you stop being logical and let me enjoy my uh, trip to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed it back to August. Did you really, did you really rebook it? Mm-mm. Of course. They, the airline, they not trying to give me no refund, so I had to just rearrange it as opposed to canceling it. So I'm, I'm hoping, hoping for all hopes that we'll get the all are clear. You, sir, who did, who are you flying with? Uh, American Airlines. Because oh, we had a trip to, you know, I was going to Essence Festival this year, mm-hmm. and I was flying Southwest. And they refunded my money. Like they gave you back credit. the coins, or they gave you a credit? Well, no, 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 no. They gave me a credit. Sorry. And then with the credit, I was supposed to use it by January 2021, but then something came out and they were like, they were extending that because they know people they aren't going to feel right. comfortable flying, you know, that soon. I mean, that's the worst thing you want to be on is a plane with a whole bunch of people and you don't know if they're sick or not. So anyway, anywho, I'm going to try, I'm going to try not to dwell on coronavirus. Are you making, you making everybody say it? <laughs> well, that's my, that's what I always do. Come on now. Yeah, you do bring us all Gotta down. Keep it, keep it real. Shut you, up. You stand on points of your brand. That's what goddamn show. Shut up. Speaking of Corona, there was a poll. And it claims uh, a poll of 2,000 people, Evite, in a poll of 2,000 people. And they claim that the average person has made six new friends virtually during this epic pandemic. I guess through like Zoom happy hours and various meetups. So that got me to thinking, when was the last time you think you made an actual friend, a new friend? You hear that long pause right there? I heard Uh, you smack your mouth. I don't, I know that's something that sidebar, I've realized that I do because yeah. And so I try to be mindful of that because I'm like, I don't want to be sounding like that. Oh, wet mouth ass. Shut up. I don't know. My last new friend, I can't even think. Like, and when uh, I say friend, I mean somebody like you like college. Yeah, I'm about to say. I'm not talking about like somebody oh you met at work or you hung out with a couple of times. I'm talking about somebody that you consider like a real friend, 
we speak to on a semi-regular basis. And if you, you know, if something was going on, you consider calling them for backup or something like that. That's what I mean by friend. Yeah. I ain't oh, talking about no Mickey Mouse shit. Damn, really? That no. far back? Yeah, I don't, you know, my circle is it it's small and it's gotten smaller since this last podcast, but we won't even go into all that. Mm. I, I ain't gonna say no names. Out. But, um, no, it's not what, it's not that person. What I was oh, okay, okay. Because I'm gonna say this whole episode but, is about to be our friends and falling out and all that. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. As we are so, best friends, we have to, and, and uh, hold on, let me, let me get, let me go down this rabbit hole real quick. Speaking of best friends, Corey. Yes. I haven't forgot about him. He's not your best friend. I'm your best friend. <laughs> he ain't no competition to me. Okay. But don't get me started. But you saying all the way back to college. So I was thinking about all it too. All the way back to college. For me, it's been more recent to college. But I was, but for real, the honest, last time I say I met a new friend was about four years ago. About 2016 was the last time I met somebody that I am friends with. I still talk to on a regular basis. Um, I'm still cool with I consider a friend. But... I, I, it's just so hard to make friends nowadays. So I'm, I was curious about his poll as to, for one, can you really consider somebody you met in the last two months a friend? And no. then, oh, well, you answered that question. And two, that's a desperation friend right there because right. everybody's sitting at home. And if you never met him in person, can you be friends with somebody you never met in person? Do you think it's true to have a virtual friend? Yeah, I do. So you think that is? I, I do, but not within two months. I mean, I mean, on the last, on the other podcast, I told y'all my little catfish story i mean that was more than a it, to me it was more than a friendship you know i thought i was really doing something but like yeah like i, I really felt like you know even though this person was obviously lying to me like i called that person my friend and then like to go back <laughs> i can't see look how far i've grown i've grown oh my god i forgot that story <laughs> i thought that was something i did I did. He was a Nigerian prince. Child, it could have been a woman for all I know. Oh, I'll never God. know. Uh, so, so you do think you can make friends online, but and yeah. never already seen, but you, 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 you know, to me, it, to, how, to me, how long do you think, what does it take to be like a friend of you? Like, what do you consider? Is it like a certain amount of time? Is it this person showing you that they have certain standards or do you have to invest time into it before they consider him a friend or could it be like an instantaneous friendship? I think in some cases it can be instantaneous friendship. Um, but for me, I think I've always thought that you find out who your friends are or you like build friendships once you've had certain experiences together or you, you know, something happened and you had to call on them, like you said, for backup and then they, showed up and did what they had to do and it's just like oh okay this person really is my friend or they you know really do have my back um but i think nowadays or maybe not even nowadays just some people have different or looser definitions of what a friendship is and i think it's just interesting how some people are like i guess there's a distinction between like a bestie and a best friend whereas the best friend is like the real deal and the bestie is kind of not but they're still close to you um and then I, I lost my train of thought, but I, yeah, for me, um, we, we have to experience something together or, you know, just have a, a long timeline of knowing each other and, you know, being in contact for me to like really think of you as a friend, but also like, are we counting relationship partners? Because, you Ooh. know, I feel like my partner is my friend. So I guess, you know, I made a friend two years ago. See, I was talking about this on another, um, 
one of my early episodes, I think the one I had with uh, Winnie. And I, I think it's not the same thing. So I think people always say, yeah, you should be friends with your partner. You know, it makes for like a better relationship, a better experience. But I also don't think it's based on the same fundamentals as it would be what person you have no romantic interest in or no physical, like sexual interest with. Because to me, you always had that. That's kind of like always not every relationship because some people do start off as friends first and then they kind of switch over. But for the average person, it usually starts with some type of physical attraction. Before you even think about being friends or something, you will have some physical attraction to the person that kind of starts like a layer base of it. And then over time, you, of course, when you get close with your partner, you um, have common interests, you do things together. So it's kind of like a friendship, but I think it, it, it they aren't the same thing. So I, I don't think it's the same. Um, why you should, yeah, uh, I mean, you should consider them your friend, but I wouldn't really treat it the same way because if something bad kind of goes on with your partner and y'all break up i don't think for the average person that friendship will will maintain so if, if that's the case if the, if the romantic part of it ends and you still aren't friends then i don't think it's a real friendship you get what i'm saying uh, yeah i get I, I i would agree with that of course yeah you well and then uh, you know there are things that you would rely on and expect from your partner that you're not what you know wouldn't rely on or ask for from you know a, a friend, friend. So, and I think that's true, I think that's true. that works both ways. So I think it is there are some things that you would go to your friends about that you wouldn't necessarily go to your romantic partner about, um, especially depending on the stages you are in the relationship with your new partner. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. early on, for example, let's say early on, let's say you was having some money problems. You dating your man for about six months, and you got a friend for ten years. Who do you think you'll go to first if you needed like a little loan, you know, for a couple of weeks? Would you go to the partner of six months, or would you go to that long term friend? They and equal. They got equal money. They both got the money to give. It's not any of neither one of them gonna be struggling to come off the funds. It won't hurt them, and they're both willing to give it to you. Who do you think you'll ask first? Oh, probably my friend. Yeah, I would say my friend. Um, even though asking either person, you know, money always I feel like can damage you know any type of relationship, whether it's family, friend, partner. Mm-hmm. But I would go with the friend you know we got that timeline of knowing each other 10 years or however many years it is and um yeah i, I think that early in a relationship i think that's you know for me too early to be asking you know for some money or a loan and hopefully yeah, we'll right. never be in a position where uh i would have to you know ask my partner for a loan but you know not trying to say not trying to talk against it like people have their own situations but um if I had to, it's definitely gonna be my friend. Of course, and you're right. Definitely, two things that to me that you should never get involved with in a friendship: money and sex. If y'all truly want to be friends, you need to stay away from both of those two things if you want to keep the friendship going. Because mm. something, it's something about a friend or, or a so-called friend or whatever. Because I had this happen to me, um, where my OPOP. That's a part of it's two. It's two things that kind of made us stop talking. One of them was about some money, and then the other thing we just kind of was going on two separate paths. Like, just kind of, I feel like they was just still stuck and stagnant while I was, like, getting older and older. So, like, the things that when we first met when we was 19, 20, when we was, like, 26, 27, 28, they still was getting caught up in those same things that we was doing while I wasn't even thinking about that stuff no more. So, I feel like we just wasn't connected no more. But another part was it that I loaned some money um, at the time. I mean, you shouldn't I always say don't loan that you can't afford to lose. So it didn't put me in the poor house, but it was a decent amount of money at that time. 
you know, and I never got it back. And then mm-hmm. it just was always like this thing hanging over us where I just never couldn't really get back cool with them or trust them on that level because you didn't pay me back. You didn't make no means to pay me back. And you didn't even kind of, instead of saying, okay, I don't got the funds. When it was time to pay the funds back, you just kind of went ghost. And then I didn't see you for about six to nine months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you want to pack back up like it ain't, like it's all good, like nothing happened. So we just never, you know, we was tight as deep. It was thick as these, I guess they call it. The money thing came up, and we never really had, really never connected again. We hung out a couple mm-hmm. of times over the years, but never really got that friendship back like it was to begin with. So that's why I say stay away from your friends' money, um, because for some reason people, I don't know if they think, especially if you're doing a little bit better than them, I don't know if they think that you just owe them for the years of friendship. So it's nothing to kind of. Especially if they think you got it, like if they think you're doing right. okay, they like, man, yeah. hey, why are you tripping off, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it's it's the principle more than anything. It's not even about right. that amount. It's not about right, right. Like, yeah, I can still pay my bills, but like in our friendship, if you asking for a loan, like be a friend. I I was a friend and gave you the money, so be a friend and give it back. Like keep your word. Um, yeah, definitely. Or um, or at least talk to me. Let's say if you right. if you ain't got it. Set up an installment plan. Okay, you can't give me the whole, you know, five hundred back right now, but be like, yo, I'll give you ten dollars. I don't, I don't care if it take fifty years. I give you ten dollars a month for fifty years. It's who I owe you back. But when you just like, I feel like that's just like an ultimate spit in your face kind of thing. Yeah. Cause like, you think that little me that you'll let five hundred dollars kind of, kind of come between us. So, mm-hmm. stay away from loaning people money. You dig what I'm saying? Dig what you. I said, do you dig what I'm saying? <laughs> up and down. All right, how much? You talking jibber jabbish? I'm talking that. Um, I don't Speaking know. of friendship, what? What about friendship? You was telling me something offline yes. about a show that we both watch called Insecure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is gonna be a quick spoiler alert if we haven't seen it. You said you are Team Molly. Now, were yes. you joking or are you serious? I'm serious. Um, I have said that Issa seems like a hater this season because Molly is finally getting her love life together and it just seems like Issa just feels like she's gonna, is waiting for her to fall back into her old ways. Um, Molly, I feel like is just responding to the negativity and so whatever she does back is because Issa did it first and this the most recent episode I think it was episode 5 like the whole the whole thing at the block party Issa took it to the next level when she was like you know what when this thing with um, Asian Bay messes up it's going to be because of you and you're miserable so like from there Molly you know it just went all the way left they you know act like they was ready to fight East, that was the thing that was a, the, the line that took it over the edge when she was like alright you know what you gonna do when this when you and this dude mess up like so like the whole time it's been she's expecting molly to not be happy or to mess up a relationship when all molly is trying to do is just like find her footing and find out who she is as a mature adult in a healthy relationship she's not used to it because she's had so many you know hiccups and 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 duds in the past and now that she's found somebody that really seems to be into her doesn't have any huge issues 
you know, she's second guessing herself, but she's also trying to take a step in the right direction. And it doesn't feel like, you know, Issa believes she can do it. And then Issa sitting up there texting or um, what's it called? DMing with her ex boo, you know, sleeping with everybody in her neighborhood. One person, one person she's sleeping okay, with. Okay, one, do person, not, one person. Don't, don't fake slut chain. Remember that? Well, this was the other the This other was season. two seasons ago. The previous season ago, she was sleeping with the other guy who was not really that cute. But um, anyway, it doesn't matter because it's not real. But so, no, Issa's the one who still has a messy life. And it just feels like she's low-key jealous that, you know, Molly's getting it together. That's re- And I, yeah, like, that's just strongly how I feel. I really do feel that I way. I feel like you in the minority now, because it's like, I feel like it's the opposite <laughs> in that Molly is now jealous because Issa, Issa is getting her professional life in order. She but has. But she's really not. How is she not? I'm How sorry. Not? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you okay. finish your yeah. argument. I mean, it seems like Molly wants her to fail. Molly did not want her block party to be a success. Molly kept doing stuff to either talk down to her about the block party or kind of throw her off of the wanting to do it. Um, a simple request. She asked Molly when when the headliner found out, Issa could have just gave up, and it seemed like Molly wanted her to give up, but she stayed instead tried to find another way. Went to her best, her so-called best friend, for the hookup to try to get a new person so she can keep the block party success. And instead, and Molly could have asked that little favor, and instead of doing it, she chose somebody she's been going out with for three months over a best friend of what 10, 15, out since they was in college, I think. So to me, that's mm-hmm. all some shady backstabbing stuff. And then you talk about the block party, you talk about that comment. She, Molly, instigated that whole fight. She approached Issa about something that didn't, well, there was no negativity to it. She didn't have to run up to her mad at her because she had used Nathan to talk to uh, the Asian dude about getting the, getting Vince Stables. She did not have to do that. She did not have to escalate it. Um, as Issa said, it all worked out. It wasn't like it blew up in anybody's face. Nobody was harmed by it. Nobody was hurt by it. She refused to help her. So Issa went to an alternative method, left Molly out of it, which was Molly's biggest fear that she didn't want. She wanted to set boundaries and not cross lines. So how is she in the wrong for talking to Andrew, for talking to him? I mean, for getting the help from Andrew behind her back. And then Molly starts a big scene, causes a giant scene at the party, starts yelling at her in front of all these people, embarrassing her, putting it, making it all about her. So what's the problem? Is it is it wrong for a friend to go to a friend significant other if they need help, if the friend won't help? Do you think that's across yeah, the line? Yes. Yes. It's definitely behind the back. Um, and you said that right there. She, Molly felt betrayed. She was trying to set a boundary like, hey, like not with this guy. We not going, you know, I don't want that to be a part of our relationship is me reaching out to see, you know, what he can do for you. Like she was right to be able to set that boundary. Was she wrong for addressing it at the block party? Yeah. But um, you know, that's how she felt. Like it was just, everything was reaching a boiling point. Cause there were numerous times where Molly just wanted to talk and Issa would be like, Oh girl, like, Oh, she's like, Oh, you having a bad day? Well, girl, listen to this. Da, 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 da. She wasn't giving Molly the time of day. And but sometimes it wasn't Issa's fault. It wasn't right, right, right. But just on her end, you know, perception is everything. Like on her end, she just felt like her best friend, you know, wasn't there for her anymore. And then there were other cases where, you know, they, you know, had a moment where they were connecting, whether it was they was about to do the wobble when um, Molly brought her to wings and then Vince Staples showed up like they had moments where they were about to talk and connect and possibly 
squashed it and Issa got pulled away. And then there were times where Issa just blew off um, Molly, like the, the Sunday thing. I think, what was it? What they call it? Soulful Sundays and then Thanksgiving, pie time. Like Issa mm-hmm. just didn't go over and support. So, but I, you keep on saying Issa, 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 but I think a lot of it was that Issa was not feeling supported by Molly through this entire time. I don't think want to hang out with her. But I feel like Molly was looking at it as just like you said earlier, you and your friend, your other PLP, y'all outgrew each other. Like maybe Molly was looking at it like, oh, you like, why are you doing a black party? Like, don't you need to like level up and do do something else? And then if you're going to do this, why are you still scrambling? Like, why is everything so like? Um, I mean, how, put together on a shoestring or last minute. How's she gonna like, learn though? Like to me, I feel like that's that showcase that Molly is a bad friend because if Issa for for the first however many years, three years of the show, Issa has been struggling with her her with right, her, her like, life, right, struggling. struggling. She finally had something like, she was passionate about, but she finally had something she was very passionate about. And if that is not when your best friend is supposed to have your back more than anything else, then how can you call that person your best friend? How can they be your best friend if when you need them the most, they support the most? That's when they want to shit on you or I, make it seem see, like you I can't think, do it. I think they can both say that. Like, how can you not support me in my black party? How can you not support support me in this new relationship? They're both feeling not supported by each other. I think that's just what it was, and that's why it came to a head. But at the end of the day, um, Issa's right, Molly's wrong. Team of course, Molly. you're right. Keep your head up, girl. You just said Keep Issa's right, up, Molly's wrong. I mean, um, no, I didn't, did I? You did. Rewind. No, I didn't. Issa's I'll wrong. check the tape. Molly, Molly is right. Team Molly. I mean, that's just how I feel about okay. it. I mean, that's you entitled and, to Yeah, it was like super shady because like what you said was like Issa was like, well, nobody got hurt. Like we had a good party. Yeah, but you're only thinking about yourself. You weren't respecting, you know, the boundary Molly wanted to set. But and it, the fact <laughs> that you didn't go back and tell the, the fact that you didn't say, hey, well, do you mind if I reach out to um, Nathan to reach out to Asian Bay? I don't know why I don't know his name. But like the way because Man, she, she did it backhanded, it's not it's Asian Bay. Daniel, it's not no, it's not Daniel, Daniel is Big Teeth. Oh, what is that dude? Andrew. Name? Andrew. His name Andrew. Yeah. No, Andrew was the uh, the tall light skin dude, right? Mm-mm, That's that Dro. Okay, okay. Yeah. Big shock, you so know I mean, a tall light skin dude's name. Yeah, shut up. Let me find out. So. I don't know. I think ultimately, I hope they, you know, mend mend yeah. this. But I mean, I when you see a lot of it, it's just that they lack a conversation and communication is kind of the biggest factor. And to this episode, I would have said nobody did anything that was so across the line that you couldn't rebuild it. But I think when you get to the point where y'all got fingers in each other's faces and y'all damn near about to throw down, do you think yeah. it's coming back? From, like in real life, if you got to a fist, a fist fight, a physical confrontation with any friend of yours, do you think y'all could remit y'all could rebuild that relationship or is it like just that's mm-hmm. a wrap it would never be the same i mean we might be cordial uh but it will never be the same because i've you know seen friendship disintegrate for less um and you ain't had to lay hands on nobody it'll mm. just never be the same they say that so, they say that women can't sure come back from it. that I, I heard a lot of people say that women like women can't come back from a fist fight but they say men can and i i, I don't know i kind of Sort of agree with that. I feel like because when I was growing, when I was growing up, my uh, you know my uh, the dude I know like my whole life, we used to get in so many fist fights. And then mm-hmm. granted, we was uh, 
These all happen between like 14 and under. But we used to be, anytime it was some type of agreement, we'd be in a fight, like fist fights. And then like, you know, two hours later, we'd call each other on the phone or the next day at school, we'd be like, man, hey, kill the beef and just be over with. So back then I could see it. But as a grown a grown man, a grown ass man, like people like to say, if I got into a fist fight with any of my friends, I doubt I'm gonna be friends with them no more. Cause if it had come to the, <laughs> I feel like, with, especially with the people I know, if it got to the point that it had to get physical, like Tempest was that heated, then right. it was some type of crazy violation that it just ain't no coming back for. That mean you smacked my mama, you you stole from my house or something, and I it, and we got to that point. I don't think it's no coming back as an adult. Kid, that's kid stuff. As a grown man, I I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. Have you I ever think? Know. Have I... you ever got any? You know, you don't got to say nobody's name or the situation, but have you ever got anywhere close to getting physical with a friend? No. In your whole life? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm. No. No, because one thing about me, unfortunately, is I don't like confrontation. So my go-to is I'll just stop talking to you, and you won't know why. And then when I'm ready to reach back out, I'll reach back out. If, oh, I know. You know, if I do reach back out. So I don't even let it get to that point because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I am sensitive. And um, it don't take a lot to rub me the wrong way. I'm trying to, you know, grow from that and stuff like that. But I've lost a lot of friendship because I was just like, you know what? I don't like that. And I'm not going to tell you why because I don't want to discuss it. And you just don't talk to that person ever again. Oh, and I know that so. first hand. I done got the cold shoulder. On multiple occasions. Yeah. Then got turned yeah. away from the friendship on so many, many times in the past. Yep. And you've, I think you've always, maybe once I tried to, did I do, ever do an olive branch or was that you? I nah, think, you know, I'm always the bigger person. Felt, yeah, I think you've always been the bigger person. You know why? Because I don't hold no grudges and I don't feel bad blood like between, unless you like did, like I said, unless you like hurt my family. Or like stole from me I don't feel no bad blood for nobody and we just stopped talking and we had a little uh little bickering that's not gonna be the end of nothing because I'm always like hey if somebody say what's up I'm always gonna be cool if somebody in my heart on my mind I'm gonna reach out and be like yo what's going on and I think that's what happened the last couple of times that we uh stopped talking and we've been on a good streak we probably went to what last four years yeah no I, I'm not break. gonna let that that's not gonna nothing's gonna come between this friendship well, again. No. We already committed to life. Yeah. Platonic life partners. We're gonna be in the old folks home together. Um Knit, we, knitting blankets. Feeding me my applesauce when I ain't losing all my bingo. teeth. Smoking Child. doobies behind the um <laughs> the trash can. Marijuana cigarettes like Dion. Dion Ward, Ward got arrested with a 20, eleven marijuana cigarettes in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. In case y'all didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now that's a pioneer. That's a pioneer in the weed game at Miami at Airport. Evidently. Hey, that's your that's your wide nostril, um, loving sister. Oh, mm-hmm. wide nostril heaven angels. Well, speaking of, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you have on the agenda. No, go like ahead, go fresh, ahead. Speak your mind. Friendships. It's just so one thing in quarantine. I've been watching, um, you know, a lot of TV documentaries. So I've gotten into The Last Dance, and just looking at. Um, Michael Jordan and like his friendships with his colleagues. Who like, was he friends he with? Was, well, and how he was perceived. But it, like when I when you look at the Scottie Pippen um, interviews and look backs, uh, 
maybe Scotty was his they like ultimately they kind of were friends and like it seems like Michael has a lot of respect for Scotty Dennis Rodman and of course you know with his um, coaches and whoever that other guy that he listed as his best friend but like um yeah like to look at it on one side it seemed like he didn't have any friends but I think some of the his teammates when they look back they realize that he was just a competitive person and um you know at the end of the day Michael did look at them um as friends but then there are also grudges that never kind of were overcame like between him and Isaiah Thomas and then the thing with one thing I haven't seen so far is they haven't talked about um what happened between him and Magic Johnson because I thought there was a point where when Magic came out HIV positive that Michael was like he said he didn't want to play with him no that was Isaiah but oh that was Isaiah okay never mind then because I was like well what is Michael Jordan doing I mean Magic Johnson doing up here in this interview even though I think Michael and Isaiah I mean Isaiah and Magic squashed that beef I was yeah never mind so okay it wasn't gonna come no no it was but I don't know I just think that you know from Michael's perspective he I think looking back, he realizes he was an asshole and a jerk and could have been a better friend or a better teammate. Um, but while he was in it, he just was doing what he thought he needed to do. And um, I mean, yeah, I, know, I mean, you can kind of felt for him a little bit. You can't argue with like the results. You can't argue yeah. with the results. He definitely got the best out of his teammates, but he was a whole asshole. Like he was beating people up, attacking people, bullying people, <laughs> calling them all types of names, and you know that happens in sports in the locker room. And I guess his goal was to toughen them up. Like if he can't, you know, if you can't handle me doing this, you ain't be able to beat the Pistons or the Knicks or the Pacers or whatever. But I was like, this dude is. I mean, this don't make him look like no good person at all. It's like he didn't seem to have nobody he actually like liked, or like I don't know. Like without knowing the guy, I don't know if I could be around somebody that's that prickly, because it seemed like he take everything as some type of dig. Anything you yeah. you look at him yeah. weird, he thinks it's some type of personal insult. So you know he's an overly sensitive person. But all that confidence he got and all that greatness he got, you can tell he still is very insecure in the inside because he takes everything as like this I don't think personal attack. I don't think I think it's like, oh, you think I can't do this? Let me show you. I think it's just him. I don't. I wouldn't call it insecurity. I just think he likes a challenge. He likes to push and he likes to challenge himself and show people that he's you know more than what they think he is mm-hmm. um but I, I still wouldn't call it I, yeah i wouldn't call it insecurity but mm-hmm. i like i never watched basketball like that back in the day not nba but when i did i was like uh you know i didn't like michael jordan i was like he does seem like super arrogant like i never liked him but as i've been watching you know this the story i'm like i have a just a different perspective as to why he was like that mm-hmm. and you know he, he you know he's he's human he's a person and i think um yeah I, I i like michael jordan he was just trying to trying to make everybody be as best as they could be yeah. whole asshole to me mm-hmm. just a complete asshole with his wide jeans i know you love you love your wide jean uh wide jean <laughs> jordan meme you stay sending me those <laughs> Oh, it was hilarious. Like, damn, girl. Hilarious. Is that serious? Like, every morning I get another Wiley Jean meme from you. Shut up. You got too much time on your hands. You need to go back to work. Mm-mm. I, I, I am working. I'm working every day. Working hard for that Shoot. money. Yeah, I know she wait. Yeah, I know she makes six figures, right? I'm not gonna put her salary out there. 
But she, mm. she you made. Know, you know, y'all know he makes six figures as well, right? Mm. We're not gonna mm. get into that. Yeah. Uh huh. Y'all know I she ain't so. get. She ain't get no stimulus check. Y'all know that, right? Yes, I did. I did get a stimulus check because I, my salary was new oh, and I was dang. still eligible. Uh huh. So just because you didn't get one, because you've been making six. One. Yeah. God damn, government always want to tax us rich people. I'm sick of it. They don't ever want to give us nothing. Us 1%. Bastards. I think there was a um, proposal put in by um, Kamala Harris and some others who were trying to get $2,000 a month um, for people who made 125 and under. So I'm not sure where you're at now, but there's a potential. Mm, let's not talk about it. So I, I, that's probably dead on arrival. Yeah, I don't see that Let's happening. not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Because it's like, well, where does all that money come from in the first Like, not where does it come from, but if y'all have it to give to everybody now, then y'all been had it before. Uh, they, just, they, just, they just borrow money. That's why they're in the deficit. They don't care. Money ain't real. Money's just a construct. We know this. There's no such thing yeah. as money. All right, let's do one last thing on friends. Then I'm gonna let, we gonna get out of here earlier today. I ain't even gonna, even though it's our anniversary episode, we really supposed to go for three, four, five hours because this might be the last time we ever have a POP reunion. I ain't even gonna hold you. All let right, me ask you one right. more friend thing. So going back to the show a little bit. So as a, a part of that um, is that they seem like it's gonna be hard for Issa and what's her name, Molly. Like it seems like they only got four friends. And I know it's a TV show. They may have some other friends they don't show because they're not a part of the story. But they all seem to be a part of this tight circle of the four girls and then maybe they they dudes sometimes. So have you ever been in a situation where it's been beef in the family, you know, the, the family of friends? And how do y'all address that? Do you Did you have to pick sides? Do you feel like it's an obligation on you as one of the members of the group to mend the, 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 the whatever the beef is? Or... Is it just kind of do you do, or does it normally end to lead to the end of the group? Mm, I would say the last time I had experience with that was probably eh, I was gonna say middle school, but it was in college, and I did pick a side. And um, but then after the beef was semi-resolved, I end up getting closer to the person whose side I wasn't initially on, mm. and now none of us really talk like that anymore. But um, you flip flop. I didn't, I, I, yeah, I guess you could say I flip flop, but at the end of the day, I just wound up being, you know, after we all got back on one accord, I wound up being closer with one of the other, um, girls in the group. And then we just all kind of went our separate ways and just like made new friendships or not at all. Mm. And now I don't talk to either one of them. Yeah, shit, that's how it's, normally is. It's only beef with one. It's now I have beef. The girl that I didn't take sides with, but became friends with, we don't speak. I haven't spoke to her in years. And then the girls whose side I originally took, we maybe text like once a year, if that. But um, I don't know. I think I admire like female friendships and relationships and I like seeing that they have like a group of friends even though Molly and Issa are tighter than Kelly and what's her name Tiffany, Tiffany they yeah. all you know can get together I you know I like that um whole thing but that's just not where I'm at right now yeah mm-hmm. I forgot what your question was I just was rambling nah you're right you're right no it's mainly about like just people who um who got like beef 
in in a group of friends like people who kind of do stuff together real tight like that um can you really keep maintain that group if is if it's like in fighting yeah it's it's not really the same people wind up taking sides right i feel like then... it's hard to do it so because you're gonna pick a side or somebody indefinitely somebody is more popular in the group or whoever got the most sway or the most influence is going to kind of get the other person kicked out the group so mm-hmm. that's just what's really gonna happen like me I've only been this the group I'm in right now is like the first group of people that I have been like a part of a group of friends. Like my entire life I've always had like little pockets where I'm cool with like one person here, two people there, but we I never had like this group where it was like a you know, six, seven of us that was just kinda tight. Like I would be hopping from friendship to friendship. Like I'd have you over here and then I'd have my other friends over there and, and I didn't really mingle or mix them up. So mm-hmm. I this is the first time I've ever had that. And this group and this group I said they've been together since they was in college, so that's 15, and shit, I don't, some of them, well, I guess, damn, we've been out of college for a while, so that's 15, 16 years for some of them that they've been, like, this tight group of friends, so yeah. I couldn't imagine, like, anything coming in the middle of that, kind of messing something like that up, because I feel like when you get to that status, that's almost like lifelong friends, that's, you know, yeah. getting close to more than half your life, or close to half your life that you've been as part of this group. Um, but I never, I just never really never had that. Like me, it was always little pot. Like you know, I never had like a, a a consistent group. It would just be like people I was cool with, chill with, or different friends here and there. So I don't really know how the dynamics of that would work. But I would imagine that whoever is like the dominant person in the group is going to kind of win out on that. Right. You no, know, or whoever the the group relies on the most is kind of going to win it out on that. So moral of the story: Don't fuck up the groups by fighting each other. Everybody mm-hmm. just be chill. Yeah, we especially if you fight now, we all under pressure and different stressors. So don't be fighting nobody. Yeah. And wear your mask when you go to the store. Don't fight nobody in the store. Don't shoot nobody because they ask you to wear a mask. If if it mean that much to you that you don't want to wear a mask, find you another store to go to. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get the big deal why These people are crazy. mad because you're being suggested to wear a mask. I mean, I don't feel like I'm gonna tell somebody if I see somebody without a mask, I'm gonna be like, Oh, I'm not oh, gonna shit. Go put a mask on. I'm just not. I'm gonna walk an extra six feet away from you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I have like double looked at people when I didn't. It didn't look like they had on a mask, and I look I'm like, oh, okay, they got one on. Cause it's kind of like, well, why wouldn't you want to protect yourself? Even if you know, like, just wear it for yourself. You ain't. You know who cares if you don't care about nobody else? Like it's because you even got I, these. It's just weird. Conspiracy, conspiracy theory nuts that think it's not serious, or you got these people that care more about their so-called liberties than they do about the safety of people around them. So they like, well, the Constitution says that you can't force me to do nothing that I don't want to do. So I'm not gonna wear this mask because you t- tell me I have to wear a mask. So to me. That's not really leaning into the principle of it all. If you are just doing something in spite of something, when you could be hurting your fellow man, so yeah, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other. Uh, don't get me started. Don't get me started, Christy. Can you do me do me one um one little favor though before we leave? Uh, what's what's the punchline? This can you do me a favor? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. I hope I don't regret this. So, are you gonna say what? Do you want to know what the favor is? Yes, and it, yeah. Tell me. Keep smiling. Oh God. Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure. And that's what friends are for. 
for good times and bad times i'll be by your side forevermore and you know why why because that's what friends are for any final words before we get up out of here beautiful rendition you yes. should have sang uh the wind beneath my wings um but anyhow yes. no final words thank you for inviting me back um i'm glad to see that you you know got back up on your podcast game i know this is something that you enjoy doing um yeah second greatest and, podcast of all time is this one the first is the pop podcast yeah well thank yeah, you I'm thank you for you, you, Thank you for taking so much time out of your busy COVID-19 schedule to come back and do an episode with your platonic life partner, the person that you are going to grow old with in an old folks home. Thank you so much. Um, My pleasure. And then thank everybody for listening. Once again, I, I stopped doing this, but remember you can still rate, review, like, subscribe, follow, tell a friend to tell a friend, uh, conversations with Carlos D., Somehow I can't figure out how to get rid of the PLP podcast when it comes to all the different sites I'm on. And I wasn't about to start all over. Um, so it's the PLP is based. It's technically the PLP podcast presents conversations with Carlos D. That's what every, your whole um, podcast is called. The actual title. No, 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 no. Well, yes, that's the long. That's the that's the incorporated LLC. That's the company name, but the podcast itself is called Conversations with Carlos D. Uh, okay, got it. And if you want a spinoff called um, I'm working on your SoundCloud. Spinoff with um, Questions with Kinky Boots. That's gonna be the name of your show. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 talk so we'll talk we'll we'll get the intern on that intern drop the paperwork. You know I got the intern back. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, I, I still I still employ her from time to time. She getting college credit. Sapphire. Uh, her name, name no, no, her name is um Megan or Me it's Megan, but it's spelled Megan. Megan, Megan, Megan. Do the paperwork. Right. Do the paperwork. All right. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been Carlos D. And your girl Christy. Just for this time. See ya. Thank you for being.